Ladies, 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 purposeful women, welcome to our Linking Arms podcast. This is a podcast designed for women supporting women, having real conversations, talking about topics that will help us be the women that we are created to be. And today's topic is a joyful home, a joyful home. And I am joined today by a dear friend of mine, Miss Maddie Bagan, to talk to us. And we'll be discussing what does that look like? What is a joyful home? Why does it matter? Uh, what, is, what is the opposite of a joyful home? How do we have, how do we cultivate that joyful home? And, and then how do we take actual action steps? And so Maddie, thank you for being here with us. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about you and a little bit about why this topic was so meaningful to you? Yeah. Hi, Nadine. I, um, so my name is Maddie Bagan. I'm recently married. I have been a part of Purposeful Living since the beginning. I like to call myself the guinea pig, Nadine's first guinea pig for the whole thing. Um, and it has been a blessing to me. I have two little ones. I have Jax, he is a kindergartner, and I have a daughter, Maze, and she is almost two and a half. And then, as far as this topic, um, I think uh, I was reading a book, and this 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 topic of a joyful home um, just kind of struck me, like right where I needed it. And um, I think because of the the quarantine. Um, I know it's not just me. A lot of us are really struggling um, with finding joy and, or actually fighting depression. And um, yeah, Joyful Home is my new mission. I love that mission. And, you know, I just think about the current circumstances uh, with specifically with coronavirus and the quarantine and the shutdowns and all of these things. And it feels like if we look behind us, there's darkness. And if we look in front of us, there's darkness and we don't really see a light necessarily. And I think that makes it really, really hard. And I think there's a lot already a ton of anxiety and fear and worries and stress and anxieties and all of these things. And I love this topic of, man, if we can make our home this sacred space for our families, this sacred space for ourselves, you know, not only will it impact us, but it could create a ripple effect uh, for, for others also. And so I love this topic. And I love what you were sharing when you and I were prepping about uh, the man who wrote the book and kind of how this came about. So do you want to share that with, with our listeners? Because I love yeah. this. Um, so the book is called The Family Life of a Christian Leader. And it's by, I'm going to butcher this name, Ajith Fernando. He's from Sri Lanka. Okay. And um, he studied in the United States and, States and he got a job or a job offer as um, in a big role as a pastor in the United States. And he turned it down to um, pastor and serve Sri Lanka during a time when there was, um, I believe it's civil war. Don't quote me on that. But basically it was war and it was a really dark time. And he, um, him and his wife said if they were going to do this, um, like hold their family back in a place um that where there was unrest, um, that they were going to make it their mission to make their home a place of joy and security for their children. And um, 
he shares why, essentially why the mission of all of us should be to create a joyful home. I love, I love everything about what you're saying. And you know, what stood out to me is you said when it's dark outside of our homes, when there's unrest outside of our homes, man, is that the season that we're in right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Then our mission is to make our homes a joyful place. And I love also what you said, a stable place. Um, and I think those two things are just so important. And so let's talk about, let's start with why does it matter to have a joyful home? And I think we've kind of hit on that, but is there more there? Is it, is there more of like, why does it matter that we have a joyful home? Um, one of the first thing that first things that comes to mind for me is we're teaching our kids how to be joyful despite their circumstances because um, at least biblically speaking, joy um, is the result of, of my um, relationship and my trust in, in God, not from outside influences. But that's, so good. that's you know, challenging at the same time. It is. It's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy at all. It's not easy, but it's modeling how, res how to respond to difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And whether we like it or not, our children are going to face difficult circumstances. And how they watch us respond to the current difficult circumstances is going to help them in the future respond to theirs. Yeah. That's so good. Anything else of why it matters? Um, this... Um phrase is coming up, uh, it's uh, delighting in our children. Hmm. And I think that um, that's a really important principle to model because God says he delights in us. And how much harder is it going to be to um, for somebody to, to have a relationship with, with Jesus, with God, if they don't believe they're delighted in? Wow, that's really good. Um, and I'm, I'm looking up, you got me all fired up right now because I'm looking up a Bible verse and I can't seem to find it, but it's the one that talks about do everything without complaining or grumbling. Um, do, and then, and then I usually stop there, but, um, I, I continued reading it and it says, basically, I'll give you the summary here so we can be a light in the darkness. And I think when we, respond to difficult things without complaining, without grumbling, without arguing, that's when we can be a light. Everybody can grumble and complain and be depressed and be anxious and be frustrated. Mm -hmm. But it's if we're going to stand out as a light in the world, then then we are to respond with joy. Uh, and so I, you got me all fired up about that. So you ladies can look up that scripture. I'm sure you'll find it. And some of you might even know it. So obviously it matters. It matters that we have a sacred, safe, joyful, peaceful um, space and home for ourselves, for our significant others, for our children, uh, for our neighbors, for our families that we can't necessarily see, but they can feel um, as we communicate with them. So let's talk about what's the opposite. Is there more you have to say there? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and that just speaks to like one of like Jesus' primary teachings that we are to be a light to the world. Yes. And I, so I think in our culture now, it's so easy for us to turn on our light when we leave our house. We want to be a light to the world and then not be a light in our house. Whoa. Whoa. That is powerful. You're right. 
you're right. And our light is more needed in our home mm -hmm. than anywhere else. Right. Cause if we, we can't give what we don't have. Yeah. So we can't give the world light if we can't have it within our own homes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. That's deep. Um, so what's the opposite of a joyful home? Let's talk about that. What does that look like? Well, the, again, this is what's coming up for me based on a lot of the reading that I did. Um, I think it starts a lot with the, that husband-wife relationship mm. and um, in, or just if you're a single parent, because I've been a single parent too, um, starts with the parent's attitude. Um, but as far as like husbands and wives, and I'm, I'm new at this, so I'm learning. Um, so if I bite my tongue later in life, forgive me. Um, but I think uh, when we don't address conflicts between the husband and wife, we let them linger and create bitterness and um, just strife. We need to learn to address our stuff with them right away so that because we've all felt a cold house, I'm sure, at some point because of an unresolved thing that mom and dad are walking through. Yeah. Um, so doing our very best to um, resolve those things. Um, sometimes that takes a long time, but um, sometimes it's little things like socks on the floor. Like we can get past that to joy. I think. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, what I'm agreeing with, and you know, we can go off on marriage and relationships and the dynamics of that and the difficulties of that. And I don't think that's today's necessarily topic. Um, yeah. but I think, I think at least looking at it, but what I'm hearing you say is, man, it starts from the top down. It starts with me having healthy, joyful, um, me, me having a joyful heart. Um, you know, maybe the marriage being re resolved in, a, in an alignment. That doesn't mean everything is perfect because I don't know if anything and everything always will be perfect, but being at least in alignment um, on joy. And man, I, I just have to address that. I know there are some women out there who can't have that. You know, maybe you're in an abusive relationship or maybe um, there's addictions or there's uh, betrayals or there's, we get it. We totally, totally get it. And mm -hmm. so- you know, I want to just address that and say that you're not alone and we have resources out there for you. And so check out our website for that. But I want to come back to really creating that joyful home, uh, regardless of those conditions, regardless of what might be going on. And it really starts with us because if we can't control that other person, we can control us. And I think that's yeah. important to address. And I, you're right. That was, that was the primary thing is it starts with the our attitudes and the way we're modeling behaviors and um, thinking more of like parent to child, um, it, how I respond to my kid is yeah. going to have a dramatic impact on whether he feels delighted in or not. Yes. Yes. And how do I respond to the news and how do I respond to everything going on in the world? You know, like what am I dumping on my children? Because I can't seem to manage myself. Um, what am I dumping on my husband? Cause I can't seem to manage myself. So yeah, I, I think the opposite of a joyful home is chaos is stress is disunity is frustration is fear is uh, depression is anxiety, you know, it's, it's all of those things. 
And as you say that, I'm, I'm, I'm going, it's leading me to like the real core principle to fighting those things is like, again, our relationship with God and taking that time to fill up on joy from the one who gives joy yeah. so that we have it to give in our homes. That's good. That's really good. So let's just shift it because it sounds like we're kind of transitioning there. So what does it look like to have a joyful home? So if we were to kind of paint a picture of what a joyful home looks like and feels like, regardless of the circumstances, what does that look like? Um, that's a good question. I can tell um, that my home is joyful um, when there's laughter. Yes. Um, when I am not um, like barking or reacting at my kids. Yes. Um, when I am praising mm. both my husband and my kids. So when I'm seeing the good. Yes. That's so good. It's actually one, been one of my biggest struggles since getting married, I've realized. So it's been heartbreaking. But um, yeah. Yeah. Praise. Um, That's all that's coming up for me right now. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about before we started recording was like a joyful home doesn't necessarily mean everything's perfect. No. Yeah. No. And you said you really wanted to make sure that you address that a joyful home doesn't mean we never fight. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. It doesn't mean. It just means that the core focus, the core um, intention, the core priority is creating joy regardless of all of that. Yes. And um, again, I feel like I've said this a hundred times. I feel like it starts from that that deeper spiritual place and it's emanating out of me. Um, so it's- So how do we do this? How do we create a joyful home, right? Like we've, we've been doing this setup this whole time. So how do we do it? How do we create a joyful home? What are some practical action steps to do this when I don't feel joyful? Um, we hit on one, which was praise, um, turning. Um, so we talked about like every single one of us, we're going to have struggles. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to have ugly, like just hard seasons in our life. Maybe some are, some we control and some we can't, but, um, I can still be joyful and struggle. And, um, and a lot of that is, is, changing my focus from lack to what I do have, to contentedness or to praise. So my five-year-old just had a, a surgery and um, it wasn't it wasn't anything like super high risk or anything, but it's still a really big deal for my five-year-old. And it's still really challenging as a parent to like help them just go through something a little scary. Um, but there is this sweetness to the whole experience because um, I was I was choosing to be joyful and I was and and the reason I say this is because like when he was scared I would one pray over him or I would sing songs like um, spiritual songs to him like um, one was Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble. <laughs> but I would sing over him and pray, just pray for him. And then I got to like remind him that God's with him, even when I'm not. And um, again, this little piece of 
joy, I really, I really believe it comes from that relationship and that praising upwards instead of focusing on my suffering. Um, But there's just, yeah, there's just this real sweetness. And then when he would get scared, I would say, but I would remind him like, we're, we're, we're lucky that we have these doctors who can do this. We don't live in a time where he would just have to live with it and you know, maybe it would be fine and maybe it wouldn't. Um, and just finding things to be grateful for, even though we didn't want to be in the situation. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm hearing you say a couple things. I'm hearing you say praising God mm-hmm. and looking to him. I'm hearing you say, look at the good and find the good. I'm hearing you say gratitude, which is kind of the same, but but it, it's taking it to a whole different level. It's the thank yous um, mm-hmm. in the midst of it. And it's the being content of like, this is where we are. I can't change it. It's it's almost like embracing the moment and finding the good. Yes. That's yes. so beautiful. And you know, with the holidays coming up, I think we can also get caught up and how different they're going to look this year. The, the holidays are going to look different this year, right? And so we can get caught up in all of that. Um, but we also have a choice of we can be praising God. We can be looking to the good and at the good. We can have the gratitude. We can find the contentment in it. I just came across this um, quote in the book. And speaking of holidays and like contentedness, when um, it says we must not allow the desire to acquire or build something that looks nice to cause us to make the foolish decisions, this particular, it says to overspend. But when we are too stuck on what we want, we make foolish decisions is what it's saying. Um, and when we're in contentedness, we're not focused on what we want we're grateful for what we have. That's so good. And then we make wise decisions. That's so good. And it's almost like, let's stop trying to control the uncontrollable because that's just making us sick. That's just making us crazy. And it's just a constant reminder of what you don't have. And like, that's, that's living in lack or scarcity. That's something I learned from you actually. Yes, that's so good. And just the concept of like joy and gladness is a choice. And it's not a one-time choice. It's literally a moment by moment choice of I choose joy. I choose gladness. I know who my God is. I'm going to praise him through the storm. And I love what you said about and and um about laughter, like filling the home with laughter. Like how can we fill the home with laughter? And you know that might look different in every home. But what are some things, some practical things that we can do to fill our home with laughter and joy? And I think about the mothers and if you don't have children, the woman's power to create joy in the home. That is our, that is, we have power to do that. We can't, we can't control the pandemic. We can't control what's happening in politics. We can't control what's going on in a lot of places right now in our jobs, you know, with finances in, in some, in some cases, but we can control the environment in our home and in our hearts. And it's a day by day choice, even as we do laundry, even as we're brushing teeth, even as we're dealing with tantrums, even as, and I can keep going, but I just think this is such a brilliant, great topic for the season for us to be reminded of. So I was just going to 
summarize those those points that I wanted to make sure we hit, and I think you did that already. If you had to ask me again from what I'm learning and what I've experienced, joy in our home is created by our praise, our gratitude, our contentedness, and that all all really wraps up in in that trusting in God and His goodness and His provision for you in. Um, his love for you and that he has a good plan for those that he loves. I love that. Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine. It's one of the shorter verses, such an easy one to, to remember. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart can heal us. What does medicine do? It heals us. Mm-hmm. It makes us better. A joyful heart is good medicine. And so have you taken your medicine today? You know, maybe you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, have I taken my joyful heart medicine today so I can get through the day? And so I want to challenge you ladies to look within your own heart and go, do I have a joyful heart? And what are some practical steps and systems that I can create for myself to maintain a joyful heart? Because that's not something that happens naturally. The world's going to try to steal that away. And so we have to be protective of our joyful heart. And we have to be, uh, be intentional about cultivating joy within ourselves so we can trickle it down uh, to our children. Um, anything else, Maddie, that you'd like to add as we wrap this up? I don't think so. I've practiced some practical little things that I do, but that's it. I'd love to hear those. Um, some of the things that I've been doing that I think are making a big difference in my home are, um, I, I'm actually praising my husband more for small things and big things. Um, just pointing out good things and um, reminding myself like, because our kids are challenging, like they just are, like even the best kid is a challenging kid, um, at least to their parents, and reminding myself that I am grateful that I get to do this, like mm. like when I'm parenting them through something that's not fun, like I'm grateful that I get to do it, because I am, I am so grateful that I get to be their mom. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's looking at it as an opportunity. Yeah. versus an obligation. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to do laundry, but man, I'm grateful to have clothes, Yes, right? I don't want to do dishes, but man, I'm grateful to have running water. I lived a lot of my life without running water, mm-hmm. you know? And you don't know what that's like until you don't have it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love that concept of being grateful for the little things, the big things, praising our loved ones, um, noticing and enjoying. I love, love, love every part of this. This was exactly what I needed. Thank you for that reminder for me. Uh, Ladies, we love you so much and we are praying for you and we are here for you. And so we encourage you to be intentional about creating a joyful home and just do your best. Okay. You don't have to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. We all have challenges. We all make mistakes. We all have bad days. Okay. So let's, let's be real, but let's still be intentional about protecting that joyful heart of ours, uh, because that is the medicine that we need through this season. We love you so much.